0: hello and welcome to episode number 120 of the vk bros with the vk bros jason and alex von kennel coming at you from the land of brave talk uh doing things a little bit differently tonight uh this is actually sunday night this is a very last minute thing uh mainly because it was dad's 70th birthday on friday night and i may have slightly overindulged and completely wasted the whole saturday how are you alex I was
1: good. i was good to go on saturday yeah. I was in bed by eleven o'clock that night. I was mm-hmm. up in the morning. I was up at six thirty in the morning. Felt great. Backed it up with a, a gym Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Was smart enough to leave once the mid-strength beers ran out. <laughs> also dominated some of the uh, some of the drinking games, so I never actually had to take a shot of anything. So um, nice. Uh, I was ready to go the whole time. I was born ready, ready to rock and roll.
0: Yeah, well, obviously, uh, being a, a, a father, I definitely made the most of my first night out in a long time, and uh, yeah, drank a lot. <laughs> I don't think I've had that many beers for a long, long time, so I gave it a good I night. I knew you
1: were going to become belligerent, like I, I've known you for long enough, you're like a brother to me, <laughs> and um, whenever, like, when you got four sips through a beer and you're ordering another one,
0: yeah, I knew it was on. That's when I knew it was on too. And I just never wanted to stop.
1: Well, I had a more constructive day-to-day. I went down to the Gold Coast and it kind of ties in with the first thing I want to talk about, which is, well, hey, no, last week, okay, so last week we said we need to stop spending so much money. We need Mm -hmm. to slow this inflation wave down, right? That's that's what we said. Now, numerous people reached out to me, and I don't know (laughs) if they said the same thing to you but basically saying, oh, yeah, the guy with the Ferrari tells us to stop spending money, <laughs> you know, how rich, you know? And to a point, they're right, mm-hmm. right? It does seem ridiculous to hear you say it, but uh, that thing that I bought is a asset and actually has much a lot of upside Mm -hmm. Uh, on that vehicle and if if you looked at it as a pure um, investment purchase you would have done the same thing if you're in the same position that I was in you'd buy it it is is a good move
0: in fairness to you as well you did purchase that before the rates and inflation really began
1: oh true true Uh, yeah yeah but I mean I've fallen that That means that I fell for the same um, you know foam of the fear of missing out where everything's footloose and fancy free
0: yeah, it's it still today, a good investment, though.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be good. It'll be good. Mm. Now, I went to the Gold Coast today for uh, brunch with the um, brother and sister-in-law on Tasha's side. Mm-hmm. And went to a nice cafe. It's always been a popular cafe, but I've never seen it like this. They've basically tripled the seating capacity. They've got people sitting every which way. They've got, like, I don't know how it's fire safe. There's, there's like, there's... there's uh, Walkways this wide that can only fit one person at a time, and it's just constantly busy.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And you had to line up to eat, like a line up to order, and a lot like it took I don't know fifteen minutes to order the food. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking around, and I'm everyone's like every cafe is packed. Yeah, packed. yeah. And I made the joke, and I'm like, "This is just this is just another example of how no one's slowing down the spending." yep and the the automatic response is like oh people need to eat and I'm like yeah but not here Mm. you know and sure I was there too okay Ferrari
0: guy was there too
1: I was there I was there there. but I I don't I have not been going out anywhere near as much as what I am used to Mm -hmm. and I've got money I have a Ferrari
0: (laughs) did I mention that
1: did I mention that I've got disposable income Yeah. But I'm not doing it. Like I'm winding it down. I really, I'm really I'm sensing it in the waters that it is going to get rough. And the fact that people are still out spending like crazy is just another example in me that they're about to get blindsided.
0: Yeah, and we've spoken about this obviously a little bit over the last few weeks, but I really feel like a key factor in our spending habits is we've literally been conditioned to spend for the last what, fourteen years? Yeah. Like right back when the GFC happened and they started handing out stimulus money. And it was like, literally here's free money, go and spend it. Let's get the economy yep. moving. And then you had all the interest rate uh, decreases over that period of time, which meant borrowing money was cheaper than ever. So you were incentivized to go out and buy, go out and buy. And then in the last two years of the pandemic, you had job keeper and job seeker, and everyone knew that, I mean, everyone on the dole started getting paid more money. And Double. yep. And Double. then everyone knows all of the casual workers who used to only earn two, 300 bucks a week, they were getting paid 750 and they were encouraged to just go out and spend all this free money. And it's now, it's like, we've just, it's become such habit, people just can't stop.
1: Yeah, but you've, you know, you got it, you got mm-hmm. it. It's going to hurt. Like, it's really going to hurt. Yeah. We're hearing about these layoffs at, at the tech companies. That's the stuff that you hear, but you know, you're hearing about a lot of industrial action mm-hmm. um, there's there's like people people's uh, financial companies future earnings forecasts have all dropped yeah like, they know it's coming and this, this is like there's this, to me there's this bright light saying hey like pick guys we need to look at this we need to uh, like take note and I just feel like people aren't doing it I, I did I did run into a, a you know an old boss of mine. And he was the only person that I've spoken to that shared the same sentiment. That's really? He, he said that he said it in a management meeting, a high-end management meeting, mm. and everyone looked at him like he had two heads because mm. they're like, no, no, it, it's fine. We're, we're, every car that we've got is sold. Because he made the example. He's like, if you bought a new car, so a lot of people have been waiting, we have had to wait for a new car. So he's like, there's people that signed up 12 months ago, And the payments, their their payments have moved by $50 a week for the car. It doesn't sound like much, but what's supposed to happen in a tight economy is you should give that car up Mm. because if your car's up 50, your house is probably up 250.
0: Oh, it's more than that. I mean, I have a reasonably sized mortgage and we just got another uh, rate increase letter from the bank, which has said that our mortgage has gone up by $700 a month in the last six months. And ours is a reasonably reasonably sized mortgage. Uh, funnily enough that you're saying about payments going up by 50 bucks too. So when I back when I was doing finance, and this was only three years ago now, we literally, the way that we would sell finance is we would tell people uh, to, to be able to figure out what your budget is for your repayment, it's roughly $50 a week per $10,000 you borrow. So yeah. if you're telling me that the repayments for everyone have gone up by $50 a week, it's literally like you're spending $10,000 more for that car
1: yeah yeah. so you've already and when you signed up last year you already paid it absolute top dollar no discount if you want a discount get out of here Mm. and that's the exact sentiment that I'm talking about that you should have like if if I was in that position I'd be like no no and I know it only sounds like $50 but it's not uh, it's not necessary it's not necessary and it's but, yeah. but
0: it's everything it's at the moment. It, it is an indulgence, but it's everything. And it's not just that your car payments have gone up and your mortgage payments have gone up. They're forecasting energy costs to go up by 35% next year. Yeah. So that's not just going to be your energy bills. That's going to be everything you buy will be going mm. up because of that, because every company has to pay for energy as well. Like It is, it is a very scary soup of inflation, interest rates, uh, cost of energy crisis, supply chain issues. It, it, it's it's a powder keg, and it yeah, it is going to come it, to a fore over the next twelve months.
1: Yeah, but you're supposed to, like the idea of the idea of the increase interest rates is like we said last week mm-hmm. is to slow the spend. Yep. no one's stopping. Everyone is just going. They're going so hard. Just but need to chill out.
0: Do you think part of that though is just. We've we've been trained into being obedient and always thinking that big daddy government's got our back.
1: No, 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 no. I, th- I think it's more about how good it feels to be able to spend the money. I think, like you said at the start, we are conditioned to it now. It was like life got so easy and it feels good. Like bubble times are great times. Yeah. Good fun. The good times. Right? But don't, yeah, the, yeah. that's why they're called the good times. Mm. But, you know, when the, when, the, when the music stops and you've got to find a seat, you know, the the people that have capital that are uh, have capital sitting on the side that are raring to go are going to get rich out of this. Yeah. But if you've spent all your money and then and then like especially if you're like if you're in a pretty fixed income, like if you if you've been spending what you're earning now, like you're going to really struggle in the, in the That's next. That's right.
0: Of years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's going to be rough, man. It's yeah. It's going to be rough. And, and don't say I don't didn't warn you. I, I I sound it sounds so doomsday. And it doesn't have to be, like, you can plan for this. Like, there there are so many things that you can do Mm. to mitigate the risk. But if you're not thinking about it, like, it's going to sting you. It's going to sting you hard.
0: Yeah. And what I've really noticed, too, is all of the sort of finance guru guys I follow on Instagram, guys like Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Mark Boris as well, in the last week, I've seen them both putting up Instagram, like, reels about... Now's the time to batten down the hatches. Now's the time to save your money. Now's the time to stop making extravagant purchases. Like every, they're yeah. all talking about it, and
1: the rich, the rich people are saying it. The yeah, rich people are saying we, it, which is the poor people aren't listening.
0: Mm, because why are poor people poor?
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, again, I don't want to say I don't want to be I don't want to be the dooms guy, but I one thing that I have that's. I feel is strong in my psyche is I have great pattern recognition mm-hmm. I use a lot of historical data to uh, forecast the future Yep. and I remember very vividly what GFC was what post GFC was like mm. and I very much know and am aware of what led us to that yep. and and I navigated post GFC very well besides my house my house like I did my ass in the house but at least I had somewhere to live mm-hmm. um, but but I, I was like oh okay like I read the writing on the wall really quickly I was like all oh, right this is what this is about so so I, I did you know make sure I was getting my pay rises at work and make sure I worked really really hard to make myself valuable that, yeah. that was an important part too mm-hmm. and um, yeah I i bought some I started buying some assets yeah. right? and and I really curbed the spending so mm. and this this I feel like I'm f- like... Uh, I'm probably six months ahead of where I was. I missed I would have missed the run by six months last yep. time around because yep. I, I was so young and I didn't, you know, I didn't realize but yeah now with a bit of a, a bit of age, a bit of wisdom.
0: Hmm. But the thing to keep in mind too is that back in the GFC, the governments had a lever to pull to ease the pain on people, which was lowering interest rates, and that's what happened. They pulled that lever to make life easier for everyone. They don't yeah. have that lever now. That no. lever's gone. You don't have that fallback. Like, th- what what are they going to do? Print more money? You yeah, can't do can't, yeah. you can't do that either because then that causes more inflation, which means the yeah. rates have to keep going up. Like, it's yeah, it, it is it is scary because it's such a combination of factors at the moment, and obviously you've got things like the war in Ukraine, which. You know, as as ridiculous as it seems, being that we're a country that is so rich with our own natural resources, our energy costs are still dependent on that. You know? Yeah. It's it is just this powder keg of a whole bunch of different things all coming home to roost all at the same time. And
1: And look, we we've got it way better in terms of energy, we've we've got it way better than mainland Europe, we've got it way better than uh the US, mm-hmm. we've got it way better than Canada. Uh we're not as, um, because we're not that dependent on gas. So the thing that's going to jump up by 30% is gas. Mm -hmm. Whereas our electricity actually won't go up by as much. Our Electricity might go up by 10 or 15, but gas is going to go up by 30. And that's due to global supply that's closer related to Russia.
0: Although Uh, up, up here in Queensland, when the Palaszczuk government keeps trying to torpedo us into renewables only by 2030... When they haven't actually costed it properly, did you did you see um, uh, Sen- Gerard Rennick. yeah, Senator Jared Rennick. He had a clip up on his Instagram during the week, which was him asking questions of the committee that is uh, running, like basically uh, taking care of the rollout of the renewable energies, and he was asking the question as to whether or not because part of the report said that they may need new transmission lines and it could be 5,000 kilometers of new transmission lines or it could mm. be up to 28,000 kilometers of new transmission lines. And he was asking the question, so which one is it? That's a big variance. Which one is it? Yeah. And then they they always try to fob it off. It's to some other de- um, department's report yeah. or this or that or the other. And he's like, yeah, but the point you keep telling everyone is renewable energy is cheaper. It is a cheaper alternative and yet, you have not costed in whether or not it's five thousand kilometers or twenty-eight thousand kilometers. And you got to remember, and also,
1: also the eighty billion dollars. He's like, does that is that factoring in the eighty billion dollars that you've already been given to start it? Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, 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 and they they didn't know, like, they, yeah, yeah, and it's not. You want to say it's crazy? My gut instinct is to say it's crazy. But when you've got an unlimited checkbook, yeah. What's the like why would yeah. why would someone care? I was
0: about to say that this is the hubris of people who have worked in the public service for too long and they just have yeah. unlimited money. They don't care. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if it goes over budget, okay, we'll just get more money. That's yeah. what that's what happens. So if anything
1: the over budget just helps a bunch of mates out that's exactly they get a nice sweet brown paper bag with a little incentive there?
0: Well, it's, it's you know, if you get a project approved saying it's gonna cost you X amount in construction and the construction's typically done by union-backed construction companies with union workers, and then it happens to go over budget by, I don't know, double, triple, quadruple, which is, you know, it happens quite regularly that it does. Mm. Well, guess who wins? The union yeah. construction workers. And yeah. guess where their membership fees go? Oh, it's back to the Labor Party. It's just this revolving door of taxpayer money being siphoned out of our hands and into the hands of you know, people who are in cahoots with each other. Speaking of which, Spe- <laughs> that will perfectly segue us through to an update on the FTX situation. Would you like to well, take no, the Well, No,
1: before you did that, I was going to say, when is the... Victorian election?
0: Uh, 26th of November, I believe.
1: Same so six days.
0: Oh shit, yeah, it's the 20th. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: it's okay. this week so, coming. Yeah, we might, we'll give you some updates on that uh, as it goes. Now, t- okay, FTX. It's so weird, I was asking everyone on the street, like, what they knew about it. And there was so many varying levels of knowledge on it. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I'm I'm in that world, so so it's very front of mind to me. Yeah. Uh, but I would also say that it feels like not enough. Like people are a little bit, eh, you know, eh, mm. about it. And the the issue I have with people being eh about it is like, dude, this this guy in this system mm-hmm. stole billions of dollars. Yeah billions of dollars. So we just talked about billions of dollars being wasted for a power company and Mm -hmm. that's given us the shits, right? Yeah. But this is like, this is direct like a company pilfered your funds. Yeah. Now, I lost money in it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Not much. I didn't have much in there at all. Still Um, got a Ferrari. Yeah. Well, thanks to crypto to be (laughs) honest. But uh, the story keeps developing. I can't remember exactly where we finished up Last week, because like every day, something else changes. I, th- yeah. I think last time, uh, he had maybe filed for bankruptcy in Bahamas mm-hmm. but not the US. He's since filed for bankruptcy in the US as yeah. well
0: because he had a separate company entity in the US, didn't he?
1: They all do, right? So they all have like the so Binance is the same. there's Binance.com, yep, and then Binance has Binance US, Binance Oz, Binance EU. Okay, because I have to set up in all these different jurisdictions, Mm -hmm. and FTX is no different. Now, we talked about Alameda, his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, who was running Alameda, who uh, podcast footage has surfaced where she says that you shouldn't use a stop loss when you're trading because it's not a great mitigation for risk. Mm Um which is, if anyone knows anything about technical analysis, that's literally insane. It's yeah. the only thing you've got to mitigate risk. It's your stop yeah. loss. And the, the stop loss, what a stop loss means is like, so, so let's say you predict a future stock, whether it's going up or down. Uh, if you think the stock is going to go up, you would place a stop loss just in case the price didn't go the way you wanted it and it hit a, a small loss as opposed to any yeah. permanent loss, a very, yeah. a very large loss. The
0: hint is in the name, stop loss
1: stop loss yeah it's yeah it's written on the box yeah and she looked like a clown and then and then the guys she even said oh i'm just trying to think of like a trade that i've done where i've lost heaps of money oh yeah i probably shouldn't talk about that she said that on the podcast yeah she said that on the podcast she just she just
0: sounds like someone who should have absolutely no business uh running a business at all let alone running a hedge fund yeah
1: yeah and and The more that gets investigated, the more that comes like the more crazy stuff that gets uncovered, like Mm -hmm. the fact that they didn't have a compliance person Mm -hmm. for a while, and then they got one, and the guy that they got had done this, had ripped off. He say uh, he was he was the compliance officer for like a online gaming, yeah,
0: online poker,
1: online poker, yeah, and he did the same thing. He misappropriated customer funds to pay bills, like it's like yeah so what they, they must have said oh that's the right guy because he's doing what we want to do
0: yeah yeah Yeah, now,
1: do, do I believe that Sam Bankman Free was adamant on ripping people off no I genuinely don't think that mm-hmm. what I think is you've got a you know someone that would probably not be highly valued in the natural world
0: Oh, I don't know. Isn't he living in a house with like ten people in a polyamorous relationship with all of them?
1: Yeah, prior to that, he's probably not. I mean, I, yeah, he is well connected, but he's not very attractive, not very fit. You've seen his hair. Not the, very well. Not very well spoken. The fluff gets the muff, mate. Great, get great head of hair. I will give him that. He's got a great head of hair. But I have a feeling that he's he just got the taste of an infinite money hack and he's just mm. like hey look look at this i can say these words and investors will throw billions of dollars at me i can buy whatever i want whoever i want yep. wherever i want and no one's going to do anything because i get to, i just say these nice things oh, i'm a billionaire that's going to give away all my money yeah mm. that's cool like like everyone loves me i've got unlimited money and then when it like there was then some like really dumb decisions happen. Like, oh, well, my girlfriend's company's not going to show the right profit. So how about I pull some money out of this business? I'll hide it over there Mm. and then we'll we'll send it back. And
0: yeah, the concerning thing is that it really does seem, and again, I'm the more conspiratorial guy, but it really does seem like this was potentially a front or a planned thing the entire time and the reason I'm saying that is some of the things that have come out uh, like you said the compliance thing was an issue then they brought in a guy who's literally done this sort of fraud before yeah he's a crook yeah there was also backdoor uh, algorithms built into his system which allowed him to transfer funds in and out of the platform without it showing up on 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 the blockchain yeah which you don't you don't. If you believe in crypto for what crypto is, you don't do that. It's literally the polar opposite of what is supposed to happen with crypto.
1: Yeah. Uh, then I think also, a lot of our software engineers that worked there said we didn't trust any of the reporting. Yeah, that came out like we had no. Like the data was so obfuscated, like we yeah. just didn't know what was going on. No one knew what was going on.
0: That's right. And one of the other things that came out, I don't know if you've seen the clip. I'm sure you have. But about a month ago, some other guy who's in the crypto space. He sort of called this, and he he said that he kind of called bullshit on FTX right from the beginning because whenever anyone asked, um, is it Sam Bankman fried Is that his
1: name?
0: SBF. SBF. Yeah. Whenever anyone asked SBF where he get got his money from, he could yeah. not answer. Yeah. And and what the concern is in regards to that, like you got to think, this is this is a a company which. Surely, there should have been massive uh, focus from regulators in regards to not only the the crypto platform, but he's running a hedge fund too. Like, you know, financial... Alameda Research. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So financial institutions. Like, I know crypto, it's a little bit of the Wild West, kind of, because it's not really regulated yet, which I have thoughts on that. Uh, But at least his hedge fund should have been at least heavily regulated and, and highly scrutinized, and it wasn't. And then the other things that have come out during the week are the ties to Ukraine and the Democrat Party of America. So just to quickly outline those for you, uh, back in, I think it was February or March this year, oh, it would have been March, sorry, because the, the war kicked off in February, FTF announced a partnership with Ukraine where essentially you could donate, you could make donations to Ukraine in cryptocurrencies to FTX. FTX would then exchange those for cash and then donate the money to Ukraine for supplies, missiles, whatever, as if they weren't getting enough money from the United States already. But I think that fund had uh, received something like $60 million in cryptocurrency donations for a start. And then there's no real accounting for where that money sort of ended up. Next thing you know...
1: Even Even worse, I don't even think... Because it's not as simple... Because you've got that other cash uh, transfer part... Yeah. I can't see a function where it would be possible overnight to set up a fund to send crypto... So, could you send crypto from here, raise it here, or raise it in the West and send it to Ukraine? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally doable. Yeah. Would you be able to then turn that to cash on-site in Ukraine... I don't think so. Yeah, because you need that liquidity.
0: That's right. Like, like someone, first, like, someone's got to, to someone's store. got to buy. Like they've got to invest in by buying those coins to with yeah. cash with fiat to to be able to uh, transfer it. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But then, if you, I had
1: to guess, I'd just say America.
0: It was America. the U.S. government. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, because turns out SBF is the second highest donor to the Democrat Party in their recent midterm elections. He donated $40 million to the Democrat Party. Now, what you might remember is that it's the Democrat Party which is currently approving, uh, I think, what are they up to? It'd be about $100 billion so far that they've approved to send to Ukraine for the war. So you've got the Democrat Party approving, uh, sending $100 billion roughly of, give or take, a couple of billion here and there of US taxpayer money to Ukraine which then Ukraine was donating some of that money to FTX and then SBF the leader of FTX just happened to be donating $40 million of it to the Democrat Party
1: now we'll say this to so play devil's advocate because mm-hmm. it does look really nasty when you say it like that Alameda Research gave like 15 or $20 million to Republican parties in key states
0: now did you do a deep dive into who they gave it to?
1: No, but I, I saw like a rough thing. They they were really trying to aim for specific, mm. like, so I don't, tough legislators. Well,
0: I don't know if this is related at all, but it may line up with uh, other stories I've heard where there was a program where uh, Democrat money was being used to fund extremely far right-wing Republican candidates in certain areas, literally they, they, were, they were putting money behind them because they didn't want more moderate Republicans to be running. So in other words, in a state where maybe it was 50-50 as to uh, who was going to win, if you want, go for the one who's the furthest right and therefore may alienate the most people, you had a better chance of winning. So there was... there. the yeah, crazies in. That's right. There were many stories about the Democrats actually funding far-right Republicans. And I it just makes you wonder, is that who was funding them? It was it the Alameda Research? So if that's 15 mil from Alameda and 40 <sighs> mil from SBF to the Democrats, well, you're at $55 million so far.
1: And literally... of. A- of investor and customer money. Yeah. You
0: know, it's... Or, or US so... taxpayer dollars that were given to them by Ukraine.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, yeah. look, the, the thing is there, is, there is a whole, there is a whole lot of mess going on with this situation. And the thing that makes me the most cynical about this entire situation is what you said at the beginning of this. The relative lack of media coverage. Yeah. Right? Like, like you said, at the absolute base level, this should be a scandal because it appears that this guy uh, was fraudulently running a cryptocurrency exchange and a hedge fund and using both of them to pill for people's money that's now disappeared. So at the very biggest, least...
1: The biggest financial scam in history.
0: Yeah. So Allegedly. We don't allegedly.
1: know yet, but it looks like it will be. Yeah bigger than Bernie Madoff.
0: Yeah, and, and getting relatively no media coverage. Like, there was, mm-hmm. there's was, there been a little bit, but I'm telling you, there's not been anywhere near as much as you would expect.
1: And in typical, and again, look, I've been through a couple crypto cycles now, so I'm used to this, but the, the, the media coverage that they do get is the typical, oh yeah, like we always know these crypto things, they're so dangerous, and like yeah. everyone, you deserve it, if you're in it, you deserve it, everything that happened. Now, but, but- us Bitcoin maximalists, mm-hmm. It, we, we know that, you know, not your keys, not your, not your coins. Yep. So you have to have self-custody. The whole point of Bitcoin mm-hmm. is that you don't let someone else, don't introduce a centralized system yep. you know, to buy decentralized assets.
0: Yeah. So crazy. that brings me to our next point of why I feel like this thing was a scan the entire time. Because you're right, the only news stories that you hear about this are talking about how crypto is the Wild West and it's dangerous and it needs more regulation.
1: That's normal. It happens every time. Yeah. It's always, it's always the best excuse to try and get regulation. Yeah, but it's but this where, is another one. And but this is where they're hamstrung. This is where they're hamstrung. And it was the same as... It was the same hamstrungness that is going to happen with the uh, all these data hacks. Mm-hmm. So that the data hacks, you know, we thought, oh, they're going to bring digital identity in. Yeah. But they can't now because if companies have proven that they can't hold the data.
0: Doesn't matter though.
1: Doesn't matter. No, but but I I think like they haven't pushed it anywhere near as far as I thought they would have. If you
0: keep your nose to the ground, every, every country that bought into the COVID bullshit is talking about digital ID.
1: Yeah, but se- separate that because I'm talking about like mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Mainstream media is, is more pushing the, hey, you shouldn't have our data, which is the right is the right thing, right?
0: Yeah, but who are they saying you to? You shouldn't have our data. Companies. Yeah, companies. Companies shouldn't. Yeah, so they want all the data to be located on a centralised government database. Nah, nah, nah. Look, look, That's, I, where, I, it's I, going,
1: think- That's where it's heard-
0: going, dude. That's where it's going.
1: Having listened to John Campbell this morning and him playing a clip from G20 where yep. they literally said that that they want a mm-hmm. global database for vaccine passports. Yeah, because they're talking, so, they're planning so they, ahead
0: for the next pandemic. Yeah, the one mm-hmm.
1: that obviously they're cooking in the lab now. Yeah, so they can decide who flies. So they don't have to stop the economy. They'll mm-hmm. just make sure that unvaccinated people can't can't fly and all the vaccinated people can. For the yep. new, for the new one, for the, the new one, we yeah, don't know if right. the vaccine is going to help, but for the new one, they're going to mm-hmm. make sure that that's that's the case. But. I think, if anything, I think the argument, I think even the layman on the street is not going to cop, hey, all your data got stolen, give us more data. Yeah, I don't think they're going to No, cop. no,
0: but you're, you're giving the layman on the street too much credit. This is the same play as COVID. This is the same play as climate change. It is instilling fear into people and then telling them that the government has the solution. It's the same play. So no, we're no, no, hearing all these stories. Now, Now, here's, here's one thing I will say. One of the um, articles that I've seen about this is that these data hacks happen all the time. We just don't normally hear about them.
1: Correct, which means it's a narrative.
0: Yeah, it's a narrative, that's right. And what is it doing? It is scaring people into thinking that their data is not safe, and it's not safe with companies. But it can be safe with the government's centralized digital identity. They already put through the digital identity legislation in 2021. While COVID was happening, that um that legislation's been put through. Like they were planning for this.
1: I'm not I'm not as convinced as you are. Because the, the, the mainstream media that I'm exposing myself to mm-hmm. don't seem to be saying that. And any any like they're actually pushing back on some people like and the government can only do what they can do. I think. I think their solution was like we'll up the fines for uh, companies. And look, maybe an in a sense maybe it isn't, but I don't. Uh, I don't. Here's, I think. I think uh, uh, being inept at your job, you're going to be inept.
0: Yeah. Here's here's what my my quick solutions would be to this problem. Number one, if you want to do more government regulation, I'm totally okay with regulating business to say to regulate how much data they're actually allowed to hang on to. Because the majority of businesses, once the transaction is over, it all your data should be deleted, in my opinion, or maybe yeah. seven days. Like just in case there's an issue, you got seven or fourteen days where you hold that data for, and then if there's no issues, the data's all deleted. The only it's a reason why
1: requirement to keep them for seven,
0: seven years, yeah, yeah. So that I think is they need to change that. They need to change that uh, yeah. because the majority of companies only hold onto your personal data for marketing purposes anyway. It's just to sell you more shit. Like there is like like what you were saying when you went to get your phone from a uh, phone plan from Optus, and Optus was trying to get your biometric data just to sign up for a, a phone. They got it. Yeah.
1: They got it. They Why do it they need like that? Fast. Yeah.
0: Why do they need that? At the end of the day, you're just a regular punter off the street. You should be able to prove your identity by showing your driver's license at the time. They can cite it, and then go. Yeah, cool. Here's your phone plan. It makes no sense. So that would be my first step. Is I would be telling businesses, "Hey, once the transaction's over, unless the customer explicitly states that you can keep it for marketing purposes, all their personal bladder has to be deleted." That'd be step one. Yeah. Step, I one. So. Yeah. Um, step two. One, zero, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think you should be increasing fines. I think you should be firing CEOs and you should be firing members of uh, the government if their departments have data breaches because it's your responsibility. If you're the department head or the head of the company, at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. I'm very, very over a how often leaders tend to pass the buck these days. It happens on absolutely everything. And I don't believe in passing the buck to a security person. If, if it, in my opinion, if you're in charge of the company, you're in charge of the data and you need to make sure that the security person's doing their job. So how about in, instead of just, oh, increase the fines, which either the company pays for or the taxpayer pays for, if it's a government organization, so it's no punishment at all to the individual who is responsible, we are got to start firing CEOs and banning them from holding high-ranking positions for five to ten years until they can actually prove yeah. that they're capable.
1: I mean, that's why you get, have to get a director ID, like a director ID... With uh, you want to be a director of a company, you yep. have to jump through all these hoops. Mm. And so there is something that they can take away from you if you do something wrong. Yeah.
0: But but you see, the fact that these ideas aren't even being spoken about, it's because this is a narrative being built again. It's the same reason like when you look at climate change and they're not talking about nuclear, that's the same thing. Nuclear is the, the actual solution. It's clean energy. It's it's a renewable. It's sustainable. And the technology has come ahead leaps and bounds since the last issues that they've had. That's the answer. The fact they don't talk about it means there is a narrative being built. And I believe that this is the same situation. You instill fear in people by telling people about all these data breaches which have been happening for years but we're telling you about them all thick and fast so everyone thinks it's a new problem now to be scared of and then they go, oh, great news, guys. We've got the solution. Centralized digital identity.
1: I'm happy to put a bet that it doesn't happen. Okay what time frame do you want to um
0: well the 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 difficult thing about this is like you could have had a time frame on passing the legislation but the legislation's already passed like this is definitely something they want to do it, it's just a question I guess of when they can do it
1: or does it already exist because your drivers license has got biometric data now a queensland drivers license does
0: yeah but it's not all centralized so you would assume if you went to a centralized digital identity, then you would have—I don't know—maybe maybe all the licenses would just become Australian licenses. I don't know. I yeah, don't, so I don't exactly do. know how it would work. Never
1: break up? They won't break it. And that's those are reasons why I don't think it's going to happen. Like it's there's there's too much. It's too hard. Do they want it to happen? Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, and for all the reasons that you've said, I don't, do genuinely think that would. They there's it. I there's think plenty, love plenty love more the reasons too.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And and there's plenty more reasons on top of it as well. And the reasons why people need to be concerned about these sorts of things too is th- if you've got all of your data located in the same place, that just paves the way for your social credit score as well. Like that will become if you get centralized digital ID, global credit score is the natural progression behind it. And if they, the the powers, you know, the WeF, they've been talking about this stuff for years. That's what they want. They want. Everything so cashless society, so you can't make any transactions outside of their knowledge. They want centralized digital ID, so they've got one hundred percent control over uh, every move you make, every transaction that you make. Uh, and they want to have the social credit system. So not only like they you build the framework around it in the beginning. So then you've got all the information being fed in, and then you hit them with the social credit system when you've got all your ducks in a row. That's the play.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I think I think there's a lot of ways that you can protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And a brave browser, like the browser that we're using to do this right now. Yep. And I like it is such I mean you use Brave Browser, don't you? Yep. How it's faster.
0: It's I was about to say, like the best thing about it is as a functioning browser it actually works. It's the fastest. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's got a built in ad blocker. Yep. And because of that, your websites load faster. Mm-hmm. It's now got its own search. Function. I don't know if you you have to you have to switch that search function on. Yep. otherwise it uses DuckDuckGo by default mm-hmm. but now they've got their own brain ser- uh, brave search and yep. it's slick mm-hmm. uh, it's got crypto wallet attached yep uh, you can make your cryptocurrency just by using it and absorbing their ads the mm-hmm. ads that they want to push to you now I haven't said that I, I'm, I'm ashamed I haven't set that part up probably yet but yep. um, nugget has and he he was telling me the other day he's up to like 12 bucks, mate, $12 on. worth of, yeah. And, um, uh, you know, even this chat service, like this, this, this is better than Zoom. Yeah. Like this is free. We're using this part for free. Mm-hmm. I think you're allowed eight, I think it said at the start, was it eight people? You can have eight conversations with people. Yeah. But if you want to go more than that, you have to pay. Yeah. They've got a VPN that, that's built uh, as an option to um, build into it. Yeah. So there's step one. step two is crypto like get a get a cryptocurrency that and not necessarily buy it off an exchange, but yep. you know the next thing on marketplace that you sell and if they if they have Bitcoin, buy it in Bitcoin mm. and start like in on on a uh, cold wallet and um, to keep it off the system. yeah um, there will be some hardware. I was looking in last week and sorry to get nerdy, but this is this is the kind of guy that I am i'm starting to get an interest in the infrastructure around um crypto so uh mainly around nodes a node so like a a bitcoin miner is effectively a node so Mm -hmm. when you give your computer up the capacity of your computer to log transactions but there's heaps of crypto protocols out there looking for nodes that aren't already built so for example like there's a thing called the Lightning Network, which is based on layer two of Bitcoin. So it's an uh, instant payment system mm-hmm. with very low fees. I think Jack Dorsey is big behind this. Um, now you can start a, you can create a node, and what that means is like a little Raspberry Pi or five hundred bucks to have it all set up. Right, and what. And then you just hook it into your computer, give it an internet connection. You pay for the internet connection, and then it's going to route the trans the payment transfers through there. And for every every transfer that goes through, you get a little bit of a little bit of Bitcoin. Cool. So that's I can see a future of a lot more infrastructure being built by a lot more people, mm-hmm. so that we move <clears throat> off these legacy systems. Yeah. Like I still wonder, I still don't understand why do we pay an internet service provider. Like, what are they providing us? Yeah, that's right. You know? And is there going to be a internet, a decentralized internet, which, to be fair, in 2017, I thought Ethereum was going to be the decentralized internet. Mm -hmm. Um, It hasn't done that. Um, But is there going to be a lot more hardware built, a lot more infrastructure built, so that we can all share in the profits of things that we use?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And... Look, to, to, I guess to, to go back to the point of what you're saying before about the things that you can do to protect yourself from these outcomes in the future, there, there are so many things that you can be doing every single day to, meet, to make it much easier for you in the future. The first thing that I would say is the first uh, point that you were making at the beginning of the conversation start stacking cash, start saving yeah. money, stop spending money on bullshit because money is power. Money is a tool. Money is options. Yeah. Money is tool. Money is time. Money, you can put it this way. The only reason why uh, my family could dodge the vaccine mandates was because we had money in the bank. So we were Mm -hmm. prepared to lose income for however long we needed to, to do what we perceived was the right thing. So we couldn't have done that if we didn't have money in, in in the bank ready to go. Okay. So that's step one. Make yourself financially safe. Like we were saying last week, uh, go through your subscriptions. If you're paying for stuff that you don't really use, just get rid of it. Call your insurance company up and ask for a discount. Call your bank up and ask for a discount on your interest rate. Try to reduce your expense as much as you can. Give yourself some financial breathing room for if circumstances change. Okay, that's number one. There is one. a
1: step that should be before, no before number one, right? Which is look after your health.
0: Oh, that that going to be my step too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you don't want to be you don't want to be reliant on a you know government funded hospital system. Yep. You know the fact that I, like I know people that couldn't go to see therapists yeah because of their Vax status. Mm-hmm. People weren't allowed in. You know, people weren't allowed to see their kids being born, or you know that 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 kind of stuff. If you're reliant on those systems, yeah. I mean, those are two bad examples, right? But but if you can if you can if you can remain at least healthy mentally and physically, yeah. you are at an advantage if the shit goes down.
0: Yeah, and and again, being cynical, unfortunately, what the pandemic has shown us is that the TGA is bought and sold. Yeah. 89% of the funding for the Therapeutic Goods Administration, so for those of you who don't know, that's the Australian body that approves drugs, so they approved the vaccine on provisional uh, approval. 89% of their, company, uh, their funding comes from the pharmaceutical companies that they're supposed to regulate. Mm. It, it's, it, it's a massive conflict of interest. Like, I was speaking to my old man about this during the week, and uh, I think I've said it to you before. I do not understand why in Australia, where we've got uh, what we claim is a great public health system, and I believe it is. All the experiences that I've had through the public health system Mm. have been fantastic. I've had two children through it. I've had ACL reconstruction surgery through it. Every Every single time I've been through the system, I've had a really fantastic experience. But why with all of the smarts that we have in australia with the manufacturing now that we have in australia why don't we have a government owned uh lab to create new drugs and manufacturing plants to create new drugs which are generically priced for our medical system to use if you actually go and get a, a like a surgery or something like that if you see what the price of the drugs are like say you're going through private or something, you get an itemised list, which I don't even think they itemise if you've got insurance, because they don't want you to know how much stuff they actually costs, because they want to build you gap into there as well. But uh, the price for the drugs is obscene. So how how can we have a a great public health healthcare system? So we socialise the cost of the healthcare, but we privatize the profits with private capitalise the profits. That's right. Private word, yeah. private drug makers are the ones who are making all the profits out of our public healthcare system. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. So I think that's yeah, something that yeah. should be changed. But also, it just goes to show you, it's, it is in your best interest now more than ever to get healthier and don't get yeah. sick in the first place. Because if you... Like, one of the, the worst cases of this was remdesivir. And if I can... Uh, enlighten people who've not heard the story about this or remind people who have Uh, about six months into COVID when they're trying to look for a drug to help people remdesivir which was a new drug that was just launched was the one that uh, we used in Australia they used it overseas and it got approved under these like provisional approval pathways as well and what ended up happening with remdesivir is one so they would give it to people who've gone into hospital with serious COVID who need to be put on a ventilator so, when you're put on a ventilator, you are put in an induced coma, given remdesivir, and then you're hooked up to the ventilator. One of the side effects of remdesivir was kidney failure. Your body, your kidneys, is what your body uses to get water out of your system. So, what was happening? You had people who were hooked up on ventilators, also hooked up to IV bags. Their kidneys were failing. Their bodies were filling up with water, and then the uh, the oh my god, I've just
1: the, Got a blank?
0: What's the... Um, oh, my God, the respirator? Never. No, the... Uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, the resp- uh, Shit. How have I forgotten uh, this
0: right now? I just had a blank. You just said it,
1: right? You're talking about I was the literally the
0: ventilator. just... Ventilator, yeah. 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 Uh.
1: 751.
0: I'm, I think I'm still hungover. So, yeah, the yeah. ventilator, because your body was filling up with water, it's actually pushing water into people's lungs, and they were drowning. Yeah. So, yeah. that is a drug that was approved straight away and killed... I think the the death rate of people who were on remdesivir was like thirty five to forty five percent of people who were given that drug died. Yeah. So how many of those people would have died if they didn't get given remdesivir? That's the question. You yeah. just don't know. So you're yeah. better off trying to stay out of that medical system for as long as you possibly can.
1: I mean, that, I, I think I think people would admit that that's that's the ideal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I know not not everyone's lucky. There's 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 uh, accidents happen. There's yeah. bad genes. There's bad. There's bad, there's bad all sorts. But if you can, if you can, stay out. So yeah, so yeah. so stack some value. I won't say cash necessarily. Stack some value on the side is, is number one. Yeah. look uh, Look after your health is number two. See if you can find a second
0: uh, income source as well.
1: Yeah. So number three, number three is really seek out the channels that are available to you outside. Like understand what your network's like. Who yeah. have you got? Who have you got that can do things for you? Obviously, for an exchange of value, mm-hmm. uh, that will help you in a time of crisis. Yeah, have a bit of a network. I mean, we—I would like to think that our show can help connect some of those people. Yeah, we said once the once the numbers increase, we can get we can set some of that system up. Yeah, that we should have. We should have. We should build a database, our own database, a private database <laughs> um, of people. We'll of write it down on a company. piece
0: of paper at home.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. But, but uh, understand who your friends are and mm. what they can do for you, yep. and be and, and understand what you can do for uh, other other people that you want to bring into the fold. Yeah, but like I think you, there's a lot of
0: value. I think, and that's something that we should have learned out of the pandemic. But now is more important than ever. If you need something done, use the people in your network. Give them your money. Don't give it to yeah. people that you don't know. Like if yeah. you know someone, like for example, if you need to buy a used car, talk to Alex about buying a used car. Right, he's someone that you know and you trust him, and you want him to be able to weather the storm in in the coming financial crisis that we're about to experience. Like, if you want your gardens done, hit me up. Right, yeah. use use people in your network. Give your money to them rather than just giving it to some stranger. That's yeah. that's a, Build those community connections.
1: Um, how long have we been running now?
0: Ah, uh, we're at fifty minutes. We're at fifty minutes. I think
1: it's. I think it's,
0: have you got anything else? I just, you, you mentioned before the Victorian election coming up and I just really quickly wanted to mention to any of our viewers who may be from Victoria, mm. there was a scandal that came out this week, which has actually been spoken about in the media in previous elections, but nothing's ever really been done about it. Cause I don't think it's technically illegal. Uh, yeah. but <laughs> which the, <is> wild. <laughs> yeah. So the, the story came out of, I think, is it Glenn Drury or Robert? Drury, yeah. yeah, it's. I think it's I think it's Glenn Drury.
1: you keep talking I'll find it.
0: right. Um, he is known as the preference whisperer in Victoria. Now Victoria's voting system is completely different to every other jurisdiction in the country because they still have a thing called GVT, which is group voting ticket. And essentially what that means is that if you vote above the line, your if, and if whoever you preference as number one, if they don't receive enough of the primary vote to win, you don't control where your vote actually goes. Your vote gets sent to... Glen Drury, Glen Drury? yeah. Yep. So, so, in other words, if you put, say, uh, the Sack Dan Andrews party as your first preference, and they don't get enough of the primary vote to actually win, your vote actually gets sent to whoever the Sack Dan Andrews party preferences... So you, it's, it's not like in the other States, like in Queensland, you number all your preferences and then it goes in that order. It's th- that group voting tickets completely different and it's completely open to corruption, which is why everywhere else has gotten, gotten rid of it. But this guy, Glenn Drury got caught out by, I think, uh, it's one of the guys from the angry Victorians party. Cause they were having a zoom meeting with him and they recorded it. And he just blatantly spoke about how he is the guy who has been, single-handedly handing seats to people. Some some uh, some of the seats that were won, I think, in the 2018 election, they got less than 0.6% of the primary vote. But because they'd worked out these preference deals, you had these people getting elected into into parliament to make decisions.
1: Yeah. This Glenn guy just knows the system so well. Yeah. Pay him 55 grand and he'll get you a seat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's come out. So the main reason why I want to bring that up is for victorians if you want labor out do your research yeah. now because this for example the sack dan andrews party that's one of Glenn drury's concoctions he's made that <laughs> up he's a genius. They, he's a genius. that party preferences labor so they will yeah. never get enough votes to get um, to win the primary vote which means if you vote for the sack dan andrews party your vote's actually helping dan andrews get re-elected or oh, sorry. Getting yeah. Labour re-elected, unless you're in Mul- in Mulgrave.
1: Yeah. Um, vote for Ian Cook if you're in. Mulgrave. Yeah, if
0: you're in Mulgrave, vote for Ian Cook. Just get get Dan out of there. Like it, it's it even wouldn't be the worst case scenario if the Labour Party got re-elected, but Dan didn't. Like yeah. if the if the Labour Party got got re-elected, I
1: feel like it'd still be. I feel like it'd still hold the strings.
0: Look, potentially, potentially, but it
1: just wouldn't be physically in the room.
0: Yeah, which you know, I I don't think that it's. I think you're probably right. Uh, yeah, scrap that, that much power. scrap that, <laughs> he's just, they, they've, they've got to go, but like,
1: Ian Cook, Ian Cook.
0: yeah, um, but the thing is too, the, the point maybe that I want to finish on is imagine being in Victoria and thinking that you're in a democracy when this is how Victorian democracy works. Number one, you've got the group voting ticket, which is literally designed to get Labour re elected. Because the reason why Glenn Drury uh, preferences Labour is because the Liberals have been trying to get rid of the group voting ticket, and that's where he makes his money. So he makes sure that the Labour Party gets re elected. So that's number one. Then, once the Labour Party is re elected, you've also got the fact that anyone who holds a seat has to sign an agreement which states that they can never vote against the party lines otherwise you will get kicked out of the party <laughs> so if you as a constituent think that your democratically elected representative is going to represent your best interest but that goes against the party lines you're you're shit out of luck they cannot vote against party lines and then on top of that You also had the 2018 change that Dan Andrews made to the electoral uh, donations laws, which state that you're only allowed to donate up to, I think it's $4,300 to any political entity over the four-year election cycle, unless you're part of an affiliate group like the unions who can donate as much money as they want to the Labor Party. That's how democracy works in Victoria, the People's Republic of Victoria.
1: And on that note,
0: let's leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. We will see you next week.